Welcome to the Northern Outcast Outdoors Podcast. The Outcast. Powered by ANF Custom Calls. Veteran Innovative Products. Alright. Cough real quick. <laughs> let it out. Just let it out. <laughs> All right, boys and squirrels. So we are back again for episode number nine. And Chucky was busting my balls last week about starting to get some turkey content rolling <laughs> and trying to track down some turkey guys. And the first guy that came to mind was uh, who we got on the line right now, Cameron, uh, the self-proclaimed godfather himself. How's it going, my man? man it's going good. And uh, been out looking for him this morning already. So <laughs> that's awesome. How, how many yeah. states do you normally hunt, like, in a year? I saw you hit, like, a bunch of northeastern states here. Yeah, yeah, so last year I did, I think it was, uh, you know, if you include the fall as well, but in the spring I usually hit 10 or 11, and then I'll hit two or three in the fall typically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where are you based out of? I'm in Tennessee, so it's actually a pretty good home base to get around a bunch of states because I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that that's like a perfect location. It really is, yeah. How many yeah. different species have you, you gotten so far? So I've gotten all the United States species, you know, I haven't, other than the Goulds, you know, but there's not many Goulds in, in the U.S., but I, I've done a Grand Slam. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got one Grand Slam, and I, I should, this year, if all works out like it's supposed to, and the turkeys cooperate, I, I might get a single season Grand Slam, be pretty cool. That'd be honest. Wow. That'd yeah. be something yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. on your uh, Instagram page you said too you're chasing the world slam without decoys. Is that like? Yeah. So well, it's the super slam, and so that's every state, you know, um, in the United States that has turkeys. Alaska doesn't have any, but you know, Hawaii and the other 48 do. So that's insane. Well, yeah. So so that's the goal is to do that. Yeah. I just I don't really prefer to use decoys. It's not that. I don't hate on people that do use them, you know, and I, I got friends that that's how they hunt. That's that's what they like to do. And some people enjoy that, but just for me, that's not how I like to hunt. And it's just not for me. So <laughs> I wouldn't like turkey hunting as much if I did use decoys, I don't think, for my style. And, I, but, you know, that's all comes down to personal preference. Oh, right on. So you're more of a run and gun type. Yeah, I mean, I for me, the... The fun in it is the calling and him answering and the, the vocals and then having to hide yourself so that he doesn't, you know, he has to come looking for you and he's curious. And that, I mean, that right there is the, the hunt for me. Oh, that's the best part. I mean, hearing something yeah. actually answering to you is pretty Yeah, cool. I mean, you're talking to a freaking bird. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Straight Doctor Doolittle out there. I mean, oh yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, like going back, I guess, what like really got you into turkey hunting? Like, what kind of made that your thing? Because I mean, it seems like all yeah. you post is turkey stuff, which I mean, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's where my brain is year round. But I uh, heard him gobble, and that was it. I mean, that it changed me. I don't know what it was. I don't know why it happened that way. My life would probably be a lot easier and i'd probably have more money and a lot more friends if i didn't like it so much but <laughs> it, it just when i saw that turkey come in the first ever time i saw it when he came in strutting behind all his hens and gobbled my face i mean that i just I can't can't not chase that <laughs> i can't i mean it's just impossible for me not to go after him now so it yeah it's i just hard love to beat it that. I it's know. hard to beat that yeah. experience in the the adrenaline rush that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, that that half a minute or whatever that you actually see him and he's right there 20 yards and he just gobbles right in your face. I mean... Whole earth feels like is, a shake. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, it, it, there's nothing like it. I mean, for me, there's nothing like it. I know the elk hunters and, you know, deer hunters and all of that, but for me, there ain't nothing like a turkey gobbling in your face right there. I mean, there, and that drumming sound, I mean, that gets my bones shaking. I, not even my outside's shaking. My whole self's <laughs> shaking at that point. I know that first, like, real crispy morning, like, up, we hunt the Allegheny National Forest up our way, and uh, you get on those hillsides on those real cool mornings, and you just hear everything light up. That's just, like, insane to me. Yeah. It makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up even talking about it. 
Yeah, I mean, heck, just spring is such a cool time to be in the woods anyway. I mean, even if you take the turkey out of it, it's just everything's coming back to life. And flowers are all over the place. I mean, it's just a, it's a cool time to be out. Oh, no, the spring's by far our, our favorite. I, I can't speak for everybody, but hunting turkeys yeah. is like kind of our our new favorite thing, I guess, like as a group. Yeah, and y'all are in Pennsylvania? Yeah, Western yeah. PA. Nice, nice. We all, a lot of turkey heritage up there in Pennsylvania. A lot of good callers up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the the guy that I learned how to hunt from, I mean, he's been hunting them since, like, the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all, that, that state's kind of the the southern state of the north, in my opinion. Y'all, y'all chase them pretty hard up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no shortage of birds. <laughs> No. Yeah, or public land. Y'all, y'all yeah. Pretty nice state for that kind of. Yeah, kinda we do walk out with that. that. Yeah, that Allegheny yeah. National Forest is like it's kind of like a double-edged sword though, too, because it's so vast in some cases yeah. that like if you don't have something locked down. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's tough. Sometimes it's so big, it's like overwhelming. You're just like, where do I start? You know, yeah. <laughs> there's so much land. Oh yeah, it really is. I I had. Probably about fifteen hens in a in a gobbler in the yard this morning. Actually, he was all strutted up, following them around. Oh man, I wish I'd have seen that. They're here in Tennessee. I, I think we're in for you know last year opening day. It was leaves were already on the trees. They were absolutely ripping it. And I mean they they were pretty good ways into the breeding cycle. So people just destroyed them right off the bat. I think this year it's it's still winter here. I mean it it. They're not even, the gobblers hadn't even thought twice about the women, at least around the ones I'm watching. Yeah, this is the I mean, this that, is actually the first one that I've seen with hens, which kind yeah. of threw me off a little bit. Other than the, there's a there's a piece of property right down the road for me that have a bunch of them, and they're always together, doesn't matter when. <laughs> they, it seems like they never separate, but it's just kind of yeah. cool to see them strutting up already. And Yeah, well, they're... <laughs> They're not strutting here at all. I mean, I've seen, you know, six, eight gobblers together. They're just pecking around and the hens will be in the next field. And mm-hmm. They're, they're not even thinking about them yet. And I found a ton of sign and stuff this morning. Didn't hear any gobbling. It's beautiful here, but they're just not doing it yet. So I'm probably going to catch up some, on some sleep for another couple of days before I try it again. <laughs> it sounds like your season down there is kind of how ours was last year. We had that first week of May snow three mm-hmm. out of five days. They were kind of. Goofy, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes this year. I think it's going to be a little more difficult early compared to some other years. I mean, it, you never know. They might start ripping it up tomorrow or something. I, I don't know, but they're oh, not doing sure. it yet. When does your season start? So we crank up this year on April 4th. And so it's, it's always the Saturday nearest April 1st. You guys are four months before we do. Yeah. 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 Y'all are, you know, met, was it May 1 through 31 for Pennsylvania? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of turkeys up there in May, I'm sure. I, I imagine that's a pretty good timing for y'all, but we, we get like April 4th. the tail end of everything, like by like the second week, they're completely done with their breeding cycle and they're like off the, that pattern. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, it's weird. If you don't catch it early, sometimes you don't catch it at all. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of states are moving towards later seasons now because there's, you know, I don't know if y'all heard of Mike Chamberlain, the wild turkey doc, but he's research is kind of showing that killing them too early can really be a problem. So Yeah, that's kind of been know. the science and or I guess the reasoning behind Pennsylvania is mm-hmm. they said that yeah. once, well, that's the thing too with us hunting till noon. I don't know how your guys' is down there, but our first two weeks you can only hunt till noon because they mm-hmm. say that the hens are back on the nest then, so you're less likely to interfere with a gobbler trying to breed a hen. Yeah, uh, we're all day. That till noon and no hunting on Sunday deal is the bane of a traveling turkey hunter i can tell you that much I, I hate those laws but you know maybe they have good reasoning behind it <laughs> yeah i guess i can understand it in a way but at the same time it's like god dang 11 comes around and you're like okay we gotta we only got a an hour to go we gotta make yeah. something happen and then it usually happens at like 11 58 11 59 and they start coming in so it's <laughs> yeah yeah there's yeah we had that in new hampshire i think they closed it when we were up there 
I had one called on up. My buddy missed him at about 11.50. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, bang, we just about had him. <laughs> That's the heartbreaker right there. Yeah, yeah, right at the bell. Right at the bell, and then it doesn't yep. work. Yep, yep. So what, do y'all do any... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, do y'all do any fall hunting? I know Pennsylvania, there's actually pretty good heritage of fall turkey hunting up there. Um... Not, I don't necessarily, um, usually just cause that's why I'm in deer mode. So I got the bow in hand and I'm in the tree stand, but I mean, I would never hesitate if they came to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're that's trying to get rid of our fall season up here. I think they did. Or is that getting yeah. voted on? Um, I, saw I don't that. know they if they did or a couple counties or something. Yeah. They're, to be honest, I couldn't tell you the last time I went out in the fall and said, I'm hunting fall turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah. I I've kind of got into it the past couple of years because it it's pretty nice to go out there and hunt. Nobody else cares about them at that time, so you kind of got it to yourself. And the deer hunters you meet will be like, "Oh yeah, they walked right by here this morning." I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just uh, recently got into turkey hunting. I think this will be my third year. Third, my third been. year. Oh, nice. Getting into it. So it's it's all new to me, and I'm still in the learning phases as well, but fortunately I've had pretty good luck the first yeah. two years. <laughs> a couple good dudes to take you out to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's one of those things I've taken some people or been with people on their first hunt. It happens, they get to see the whole show, and then, I mean, it's, they can't get enough of it for the rest of their life. It's like they're just hooked, you know. And then there's other people, you take them, they see it, and they go, Pick him up and they're like, oh, you yeah, know, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We'll go fishing tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't do it for him. And I'm like, do you understand what you just saw? Like, yeah. oh my God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My first, my first, uh, turkey experience and actually getting a kill was probably they charged my, you. my best yeah. hunt ever in anything deer, waterfowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, we had three, very, very good gobblers charge into the decoy and mm -hmm. we doubled it. up. We doubled up. And it was Heck like, yeah. for the first time, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many, how many times you double up in a, <clears throat> in a career of turkey hunting, but I've for never. the first time, it was a, yeah. a pretty damn cool experience. Yeah, that kind of ruined yeah. you a little bit. I think that, <laughs> yeah. that would have ruined me if that was my first experience. Yeah, and then I went out the next morning and shot another one. So yeah, I was like, was I got, oh, I man. got, I got two in like fourteen hours. It was, it was. Man, a, that's the easiest thing yeah, ever. It was, it was pretty cool. And like talking right, about it, you're going to the store, the store and buying them. Yeah, yeah, right. Honestly, walk yeah. out the yard, kill them. Yep. It was. Uh, it just worked. It just worked out. I mean, they, they, the first day they played the script perfect, and then the the second time we had to work for them, but they put on a show, and it was. It was it was pretty neat. That's they were gobbling their heads off and fighting, and it was it was something to see. You get to see you reload to shoot again too. That last one. yeah, this, yeah. I shot I shot it four times. I had it four times. <laughs> hey, let him fly, man. Yeah, he ain't gonna fall if you don't shoot. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have the right choke uh, set up, and my first shot was probably like thirty yards. So I clipped him, and then the second shot I put him down, and then the third shot I missed him, and. Had to walk up to him, and <laughs> he was getting ready to run run away again. So I had to, I had to end it. But yeah, well, oh well. What are you gonna do? It still do. tasted good. Well, Heck yeah! Actually, I saw you posted that uh, recipe for those gyros the other day. I actually wrote that down. I'm probably gonna try yeah. that this year. That looked incredible. Oh actually. my gosh! There, my wife just requested them again. We were doing <laughs> grocery shopping for the week. She's like, "We do those again." <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can do those again. Cause I, I've done them with deer and turkey now. Oh, and I mean, deer. oh my gosh, it's so good. You, you know, you don't have to use the tenderloin or backstrap off your deer. You can use some of that other meat, you know, off his ham or something if you yeah. want to. And it, it tastes just as good. So, and then with the turkey, I did it with the thighs. You know, most folks just yeah, they don't cut the breasts out like it's a duck and chunk him off in the ditch and head on. And I've started... I mean, the leg meat, for me, I like the leg and thigh meat just as much as anything. It's, it's delicious. It's just tougher. Oh, it's so much you gotta tougher. you got to work on it a little more, but <laughs> it's good. You yeah, gotta, have to do that. you got to cook it. And that, that, uh, I don't know if you watched the video, but that 
jacquard thing I bought. Mm. Anybody that hears turkey things. hunts, oh my gosh, that thing is a must-have for the wild game show. It's like this thing you press down. It's got like a bunch of little teeny weeny blades. You press it yeah. down, it like punches through to tenderize the meat. Oh no way! Yeah. Actually, I've been using like, the meat mallet a lot lately too. Wow. Making cutlets and stuff like that. That's been like my new favorite thing to do is the meat mallet. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have the mallet. I just have the jacquard. And it, it, oh, those things you know, are it sweet. Like Thirty little knives in there. I mean, you just start pressing it down in there. I mean, it, 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 I just do it to everything now. If I'm gonna grill something, it gets hit with that thing a couple times. Oh, it's the best. Wow, I'm gonna have to uh, yeah. look into that. Uh, yeah, it's like twenty bucks on Amazon. It's just worth getting for sure. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking at these steaks we have right now, thawing out, and I'm <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> about to get on Amazon and have them drone me one. So, what is like your favorite way to cook? Like, if you had a wild turkey in front of you right now and you're making it for dinner, what would be your first choice of cooking stuff? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. So, those Greek euros were really good, and then I got a. It's a meatball recipe. It's firecracker meatballs. Yeah, and that one. <laughs> yeah, that one right there is pretty pretty tough to beat. We we have that one like every other week. So you're gonna have to send that me one, that one when we get off. Yeah, I was gonna here. say you're gonna have yeah, to send that our you, way. <laughs> you mix up like a sauce with like some sriracha and honey oh. and sour cream and all this stuff and make this sauce. And then you you cook these meatballs. And then you, you just like sriracha, you had you, <laughs> yeah, you, yep, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send you guys the recipe. I'm telling you, you make it, and I've done it with venison. Most everything I do, like you know, those kind of recipes, if you grind it up, you can use whatever. But I've done it with venison too; it's unbelievable. So that that's pretty tough to beat. I mean, you know, you're out camping and you kill one day one. I mean, nothing tastes better to me than when you're sitting around a campfire that night cooking the gobbler you shot that morning, oh, yeah. frying can... up the pan. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that'd be hard to beat. We actually usually do it on the rod, like the same marinade we put our deer meat in, like we were making deer on the rod, like deer cubes. We would put the turkey in the same thing. That's how my grandpa always used to do it. Mm-hmm. And I still do it that oh. way. The steak yeah. seasoning on it, for, for whatever reason, that Montreal seasoning on turkey on the grill is incredible. Wild yeah. turkey, oh yeah, turkey. Montreal's the ticket, man. That, that stuff's good on everything. I know a few guys that that just do nuggets out of it. Yeah, that's they'll just it. cut it up and throw it in the fryer and make some nuggets. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. I mean, it's a really versatile meat. I mean, basically for the breast meat, if you have a chicken recipe that you love, just do it with a turkey breast. Mm-hmm. Like if it, you know, you can do it. It just maybe cook it a little less because it might dry out a little quicker. But oh, yeah, it's so lean. It definitely has some You can basically it. do it with all all kind of stuff. I mean, I made Indian dishes and all kind of stuff. I know I put a one of my recipes in the NWTF contest this past year. They had a wild game contest, and it got fourth. So. Oh, shit. No way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It was a, it's a biryani recipe, which is like a, I think it's in like the Middle East. I don't even know where, but. It's like a rice dish with all this other crap in it. Speaking of language, actually, there. It was good, man. Our, our it was an Uber driver we had. He's from Pakistan <laughs> or something. I was like, man, what's your favorite food in Pakistan? And he's like, oh, biryani. And I was like, well, heck, I'm gonna make it with a turkey. <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. Yeah, I seriously, that's where I got the idea. I was like, from the oh, Uber. Do that with a turkey. I got a freezer full of them. We'll figure this deal out. Is that is that mostly what's in your freezer is turkey meat? Yeah, I got supplies are starting to thin out a little bit, which is good because we're about to crank back up. Yep. Uh, we eat turkey at least once a week, if not twice, all year. So hmm. it's we, we it's a staple here. And then I had a fellow come up here and he shot two bucks. And gave me all the meat off them. I let him hunt our place because that's the best way they could hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was bomb. He had it quartered up and everything. So uh, I got two deer in the freezer too. So we got that. Uh, nice. Got some ducks, and we went out to Kansas, shot some quail, and I got so I got a freezer full of stuff. And we don't really buy meat anymore. It's <laughs> a way to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get it go after. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's you can't beat it. I mean you go kill it, and then you. Uh, Clean it and cook it yourself. That's it's pretty rewarding way to eat. And oh, so much can't get any healthier too. than that. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no hormones and all that crazy shit in them at all. It's all yeah. I mean, natural. it's not doesn't have three heads and weighs sixty pounds <laughs> on its third day of life. You know? 
<laughs> freaking chickens these yeah. people are putting out. I mean, you see these chicken breasts at the store, like they're, the size of a gobbler breast that I kill. I'm like, yeah. they're bigger than my dog. Chicken, yeah, like this thing's crazy. Chicken hawks. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd hate to run across this joker. He's probably, <laughs> I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah, they go like the chicken on Family Guy or something. Like, <laughs> thing running around, Just punching the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're growing out there. I don't know what they're up to. But. Oh man, did you keep a tally last year of how many birds you actually got, like on the on the year? Um, yeah, I do know, but I don't really uh, like to talk about it. But I mean, this is your chance to I, brag right now. Everybody's listening. Yeah, I'm not. That's not me. But I'm, I'm usually a. Uh, my answer to that question is: I, I killed one short of enough. I'm going to try to get that one this year. So there you we'll go. That'll work. So what, but, is, what is your plan this upcoming season as far as where well, you're headed? Like, do you have states marked on the calendar? Oh, yeah. Going? Man, I had an Excel document that I had created <laughs> that had me lined out every day. And, I mean, it was beautiful. And then I had this big wrench got thrown in my plans. But it was a good thing. I, uh, this year, so I'll, I'll just tell you what the current plan is. This year, so March 20th, I'll be in Georgia for the weekend. And then the next weekend, I'll be in Alabama. I've killed in both of those states, but they open before Tennessee, and I want to hunt more than Tennessee has to offer. So, And I, I can't – I think I've killed in every state that opens before Tennessee at this point, so there's nowhere for me to go to get new. But after those two, I'll be going to – I'll come home to Tennessee, hunt for two days, and then I'm going down to Florida – and hunting, get Osceola hopefully, oh, and then when I get back from that, I'll be home for two days. And this is what's nuts: is I drew a tag for Nevada, which is like hitting the lottery for turkey hunters. Because I mean, there's there's five non-resident tags for the whole state. What? Wow, five. So, you did hit the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> so it literally, literally, it was a lottery process, but it. I got one of them. So, I mean, you can, the only other way to kill one out there is you can pay a landowner to buy you like a landowner permit and you can buy it off him. A lot of folks do that to get their Nevada turkey, but I wanted to do it like legit. legit. That's, so, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Now, do so you, I actually, go ahead. Will you spend more time there now that you drew that or will you just do oh, like yeah. a normal I mean, couple the, days or? No, I've got a one-way flight to Nevada. <laughs> when, when I kill the turkey, I'll get a one-way back. Yep, like uh, yep I got you. I'm there till a Rio hits the dust. Cause I, I'm not leaving there. I mean, this it might take me another decade to get that tag again. Yeah, yeah you ain't kidding. <laughs> no. You ain't kidding on that. I mean, yeah, you're going to be hunting a, in the desert out there. I mean, for real, the oh, desert. I, the thing is, I figure it can't be that hard to kill it because there's like 10 trees. So if I go look <laughs> under each one to figure out which one he's roosting in, I mean, I, that's what I keep, we'll see. I mean, he might, the they might love the soup out of me, but <laughs> I mean, there's literally like the place I'm hunting, there's like three cottonwood grows. And I'm like, okay, if he roosts in one of them, I bet that afternoon he's going to come back to that one. Yeah, I bet I can yeah. sit there and kill him if I don't get him right off the roost that morning. But we'll see how it goes. It's going to be an adventure for sure. But oh, that's so cool. Once, yeah, assuming that doesn't just eat up too much time because I, I, you know, limited vacation days and things like that. But oh, yeah. assuming I don't have to take off like weeks to kill a Nevada turkey, <laughs> then I'll come home and I'm going. I am for sure I'm going to Virginia and Maryland after that, and then. I'll be home hunting in Tennessee for a while after that. Finally, hopefully, kill some Tennessee turkeys. And then late season in May, I'm going to Iowa, Montana, and Wyoming is the big plan there. And then I got a family vacation I got to go to. And then I'm flying back a day early from that and I'm landing in Memphis and I'm hit my car will already be there packed up and ready to rot. When I hit the dirt in Memphis, I'll cut out and go to Michigan for three days. Hmm. You're living a life, my man. Yeah, that sounds like a great uh, great spring right there. Not much sleep, man, because, you know, everybody I tell that kind of schedule to is like, oh, my God, I wish I could take off work that much. And I'm like, man, I get 10 days off per year. 
that's that's what I get. I mean, I think that's pretty standard. So yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm over here taking off 30 days to go hunt. I get 10 days, and so I do a lot of three- and four-day weekends for right. these states. Yeah, people don't realize then, the actual work that goes into hunting. It's not just going hunting, out yeah. there and hunting. It, it's the scouting yeah. and travel time and money that goes into everything. They don't they don't see that picture of it. All the sacrifice, yeah, too, that, getting that money saved up and committing to that and all that other stuff, too. Yeah, and then, I mean, I got to... I got a wife, you know, that's time I could be spending with her. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice there. People just don't realize that they see you out there hunting, you know, one day while they're at work. And they're all like, man, oh, this guy's got, you know, whatever. <laughs> privileged, privileged dude over here. And mm-hmm. He's got all this time. I wish I had. Like, you do. We both both came into this world not a thing on us, and we got 24 hours every day. So right. However yeah. you yep. want to use it, go for it. But I mean, to be fair, too, even if you were – hunting at home and grinding for a week. Those would be some sleepless, tiresome days, mm-hmm. too. I mean, I know, like, the, oh, week, yeah. the first week of the season, I take off every year, and I hit it hard by, like, Thursday. I'm cooked every year, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. getting up at 3 and, you know, doing the, the full grind, yeah. I mean, you get just as tired, <laughs> no doubt. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird about halfway through the season. It's like your body just finally is like, Quits fighting you on it. It's just like, all right. It becomes know, routine. This is, this is the new normal. And, yeah. You know. Yep. You know, you start just like, just not even remembering anything. You don't know. <laughs> like, you're like, what's, Where what am state I? am I driving <laughs> yeah. to again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get like that just going to and from work for a week. And I'm like, where am I going again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like. Three weeks after the season ends, I'll think back to a gobbler that I probably should have killed, and I'll be like, man, that was really stupid what I did. <laughs> like, if I had had my real brain on me at the time, I'd have killed him. But my gosh, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, compounding, like, doing dumbass stuff, like, I know how it affects me mentally. Like, I start doing, you know, more dumb shit. Like, you know what I mean? You get in that, like, mental <laughs> state. Up. I can't yeah. even imagine, you know, like, traveling three states and then like by the third state you're like dude i need to just like take 12 hours and like detox mentally before you know i do like walk off a mountainside or something insane you know yeah yeah no that's how it is i mean like last year for instance minnesota i was i was done for the year i mean i told everybody i was done i just couldn't stand it the weather was perfect up there in minnesota for their last two days of the season and so that Friday night, I got off work at five. I already had my camo sitting at the office with me. Put it on, boots on, everything. Just put my vest and gun in the car, and I drove to Minnesota. I got there at four in the morning and got out of the car, <laughs> hiked up the mountain, hooted, two or three birds gobbled, went and killed one at 7.30, put him in the car, and headed up. Stone-cold Perfect. Stone-cold. 23-hour round trip, you know, just swinging by to go get a turkey and come home. That's incredible. I mean, that's like a, that's like a pretty epic story. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. It was it was epic. And I, I wish I could say I made it home Saturday, but I got back about St. Louis, and I was like, if I don't pull off right now, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm crashing and dying. Because I'm, like, droopy-headed. My eyes are, like, eyelids are slowly coming down, you know? Yep, I know that I, feeling. I, Pulled off at a BP and just crashed for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> it so was nuts. Now that we scared all of the casual hunters away, is there any <laughs> advice you might give to somebody like kind of on the fringe, like Ryan was a couple years ago that never went turkey hunting, that they were like, you know, were thinking about getting into it? Is there like some positive you could give them, like, other than like, dude, you gotta hear them all? You know, one of those experiences that you've got to be there for. Like, is there anything that you would maybe say to them to coax them into the woods in the spring? Yeah, I mean, you just like, it's just like any other craft. The the more time and effort and practice and time you can be around turkeys, the better you're going to be at it. And, and it's, you know, a lot of folks start out and get frustrated and quit. And I've kind of figured out the best thing you can do is, you know, if possible, don't just go out there by yourself and, and start up. If you know somebody that's pretty good at turkey hunting and 
kind of, you know, you know, they've actually killed a couple turkeys and know how to do everything. Go like see if they'll take you one morning and get them to kind of show you, because then you might have a better experience than if you just go like stand on a mountain and hope something happens. You know, but that's what you know. I had like a mentor kind of deal with my turkey hunting and i mean now you got youtube and everything else you can learn a lot over that but i think i don't think there's anything better going with an experienced turkey hunter so that you can see how things are done i mean there's just simple stuff like how to sit on the tree i mean you know yeah (laughs) people who haven't ever been it's like all right he's gobbling right there how do i like build a blind like what do i do you know (laughs) And I think it just helped. If you just go at least once or twice as somebody has done it before, you can kind of see the, the, what you need to do, um, at least like basic information. But that's actually a really good, good point right there. Like when you do hear him gobbling, the guy that kind of was my mentor, his thing he always used to say to me is if you get one to answer, you need to start thinking setup. Set yeah. up, set up, set up. Because that's the number one thing. You know, once you hear him gobble, where do you think he's going to come out? Okay, can I get to that tree before he gets, you know, within range of seeing me? Because, I mean, if you can see that bird at 200 yards away, that thing's already seen you five times. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, you know. Oh, if you can see him, he he's already, he already can absolutely that. see you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's probably seen you, you know, 20 times. But yeah, it's, say, like, you're up in the hills. You do get one to answer you while you're on the move. Like, what what are you looking for specifically, other than a tree that's wider than your shoulders? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I want it to be a, a place. I mean, if I'm in the hills, especially, I want it to be where when he can see me and my calling position, he's dead. Like when. In those hills like that, a gobbler, especially a smart one, his favorite thing to do is come up behind a ridge and then he'll just peek that head over and look. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't see her, you know, if you're hunting like I am with no decoys, that's why I'm saying this, but if you have decoys, then you can set up a lot differently. But with my strategy, he's going to peek over the top and you better kill him. Yeah. If he doesn't see her sitting there, he's gone. Yeah. You won't even know it. So it, it, you know, with topography, you got to set up in a way where if there's a roll in a hill, you know, between you and him, you want to be able to shoot that roll, but you don't want to be sitting two yards from it. You know, I want to be about 25 yards from where when he pe- has to peek over, he's perfect for, you know, the pattern of my gun to open up a little bit and kill it. And so that's, that's kind of what I do. If I'm in, you know, a more open area, I'll try to set up on like the edge of a fringe kind of, you know, if there's a bunch of short pines, it's real thick up in there. I'll kind of set up on the edge of that. So that when I'm calling, he might think she's in there and that's why he can't see her. Yeah. You know, you, you got to fool him into thinking, okay, you know, if he's sitting there looking at you from 80 yards and he's like, all right, the calling's coming from that white oak right there, but I sure don't see a hen sitting there. He didn't go come any closer. No. Nah. Yeah. I mean, he isn't going to do it. So you got to figure out a way to fool him into thinking, oh, she must be over the backside of that rise. Or, oh, she's up in those pines. She's in that briar thicket. You know, that's why I can't see her. I better go over there and see what's going on. You know, she's sounding good to me. (laughs) And then you kill him. That's the other thing, too, I don't think a lot of people know is, like, you're going against their natural instinct. The gobbler gobbles and the hens come to him. It's usually not the other way around how you're tricking him to come in into you which i guess gives you a disadvantage right off the bat too yeah i mean no doubt that's that's the way it was meant to be so that's what happens and he's used to those hens coming to him so when you do catch him in that moment where he's like my girls are gone you know he's frantically looking around (laughs) oh my gosh and then you slip in there and he hears you yelping and he's just like oh there's one of them i better go catch up with her before she gets gone too that's that's what you want but I heard this little fact from actually a couple people the last couple of years, and I'm interested to get your take on it. Mm-hmm. I've heard that if one's, if one's hand up, like if you see him out there, you know, whatever, he's with his little group of hens. If he's answering you, they say at some point during that day, he will come past that tree where he heard you call from. Yeah. 
is that like a is that like a thing that like you can say like that's actually like happened before? Because I've been curious about that. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. It, it depends. Like if you can if stick it out in, long enough. Yeah, if, if it's open in day and they're not really breeding all that heavy and the hens aren't laying nests, you know, they're kind of on that front end. Here in Tennessee, at least, maybe not because he might be with those hens all day long. You know, daylight to dark, he's with hens. But there's a point, you know, here it's kind of mid to late April where those hens at 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, they're going to lay a nest. And he's strutting there, and he's got 10 hens with him, and he's just living life, you know, he's really loving things. And then all of a sudden he turns around, shows up his fan, he turns the other way, and then he looks over his shoulder, and they're all gone. And when that happens, he's going to remember you were over there calling you know, all morning, this hen that he had been with, he's going to be like, I, I wonder if I go over there and start drumming, you know, by that tree where she was. I wonder if she'll come over there to me. And, and he'll come back to it. I mean, the, the first turkey I ever shot with my mentor that taught me everything I know and more. I mean, he, that dude will forget more about turkeys than I ever learned. But he, the first turkey... Flew down in front of us. It was the first time I ever heard him gobble. The whole thing. He's calling. Turkey's gobbling. And he's assembled this big harem of hens. I mean, he probably had 30 hens with him. And went quiet. And my mentor, you know, he, he said, Well, we can either sit here and take a nap. Then you can see them at 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Or we can go try to find another one. And then we can come back and kill him at 10. And I was like, well, let's go find another one. If we don't find one, then sure, I'm all for killing him at 10. You know, I, I didn't know what he was talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> and we go on this big escapade. We go waiting on his loot. We don't find anything else. I swear, we get set down at 10 o'clock. He hits the call once. That turkey answered 60 yards out in front of us. It came right in. Wow. I mean, it, it was clockwork. So, yeah, that... That is not a myth. I mean, it's not going to be a hundred percent. There's nothing a hundred percent turkey hunt, but oh, no. it is. There is a window that you can kill a gobbler in late morning. If those hens leave him, that is the easiest turkey to kill, in my opinion. No kidding. Because yeah, I mean, he. If you get one at ten o'clock and he answers you twice, you better sit down. Oh, for, oh for sure. <laughs> that lunch rush. That's what I always call it. Like, I always get one at 11 o'clock, of course, yeah. right before you got to quit. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's always yeah. when they answer. Yeah, see, that sucks for y'all. you got to quit. You know, a lot of folks, I, my personal opinion in the afternoon hunting, y'all don't get to do it at least early season, I know, but, you know, a lot of folks will go home and eat lunch and take a big, long nap, and they just go hunt the roost, you know, that afternoon kind mm -hmm. of thing. I'd rather hunt from noon till three. I mean, I've killed... I don't know how many turkeys in that time period because that you, from ten to two about you you can get him alone. Yeah. The hens will be sitting on the nest and they'll actually gobble good and stuff that time. But by about three or four o'clock, you know, his last two hours of daylight, all he's worried about is getting some food in his belly and finding his girls and getting back up in the tree, you know. And it, they seem less responsive late to me than they do. I mean, at one thirty, it'll be ninety degrees. It's just brutal, and then all of a sudden, one just oh, and here it comes. <laughs> I mean, he, he just—I'd rather go home at four o'clock and go to bed then than sit out there till roost time. I mean, you, you can really strike them there midday. Yeah, our our beginning season since we started, well, we have to end at noon. That would be like the perfect time to do these tactics that you're talking yeah. about too, because. Yeah, it's late in the breeding season, and how you're saying from ten to two is like the money, the money hours, and we're we're done at noon. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to actually do those those tactics yeah. the beginning of the season anyway. But it seems like that time period is like the perfect time to do it, and we can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many yeah, times I mean, I've gone out <clears throat> just like to scout, like in the afternoon, like yeah, let me see if I can find a different spot out here, and they're goblin. Mm -hmm. fucking heads off out there like yeah. For, yeah. you know all afternoon yeah I mean they that's that's definitely a thing because I mean if I hear you know let's say it's a really good morning I hear four or five turkeys gobbling on the limb if I'm still nothing's flopping by 10 o'clock 
I go prospecting around to see who lost their hens kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I'll be like, well, he was gobbling over there, and it sounded like he went off this way, you know, when he hit the ground. And I'll go kind of to where he went and call around in there, and if he's, you know, he doesn't answer, all right, well, gobbler number two over here went that way, so let's go see what he's up to. And you do that enough, I'm telling you, it. if he only answers you once, sometimes those will fool you, because usually he's on the tallest mountain out there. Mm-hmm. He'll answer you one time, you climb up it, you're sweating your nuts off, and you get up there, and <laughs> you're just like, all right, I'm going to kill this joker. And then you call, and you never hear him again <laughs> for the rest of the day. I mean, he just quits the world. I mean, he just disappeared, dug a hole, and, and went in. He's it. three mountains away by the time you made it up yeah. to the top of yours. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. you climb off of it, and you go mad, and then he gobbles one time while you're about about the truck mm-hmm. that's about how that works but if, if you call and he answers you and i mean he answers you that's the that's the whole deal for me is he didn't gobble a crow he gobbled an owl he didn't gobble yeah. a woodpecker he gobbled on my third out of five yelps he cut right in me you know oh, he dude, was they're talking off. to oh. me you know yeah that's a that shit. is the turkey you kill yeah so what would be like your standard I guess, theory on calling. Like, when you go in the woods, you know, and you're like, okay, I really don't know where anything's at, still in the roost, you know, what's your sequence of calling? Like, what are you usually your your go-to, I guess, pattern? Yeah, so, I guess, I mean, right off the roost, I'm first thing I'm doing is I'm just standing as silent as I can be. And I'm on, you know, I'm in a good listening point. If I have no idea, you know, where turkeys are, I'm at a point where I can hear a lot of ground. You know, I'm not sitting in the bottom of a creek where it's running right next to me or something. You know, I'm up top where I can hear good and trying to be very still. And you kind of, it's like, you know, when you get on an airplane, you can kind of clear your ears out, like keep them from popping. You kind of can do that and it helps your hearing a little bit. It's, you clear, I think it's called the Eustachian tubes. If you want to get technical, oh, <laughs> but you kind of write that down. We're gonna put that in the video notes. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like swallow in the back of your throat, and you can feel it kind of clear your ears out. So you do that, and then you sit there, and you're just listening in, in total silence to try to hear something. And if you know the owls are going nuts and crows, and you don't hear anything, then I'll start owling, you know, myself to try to raise a gobble. And, you know, if that doesn't work, I'll crow some. If, I, if that doesn't work, I might even coyote howl. Every now and then that'll get him. But, you know, I'm doing anything I can to get him to gobble without me having to make a hen call first. And that's just because I don't want him to know my position until I'm ready for him to know my position. Yeah, right. And so you get him to gobble, you know, say he gobbles finally, and you're like, all right, there he is. And I'll slip in there. That's going to be really dependent on how early or late it is, how many leaves are on the trees. But I'm going to get as close as I think I can physically get to that turkey without bumping him, and then I'm going to get one tree closer. And that's when I know I'm in there. Yeah. You know, that's that right there has killed more turkeys than anything for me. Is a, a guy told me that years ago. He said, all right, get as close as you possibly can, and then go one more tree. And that, that right there, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> all those ones that hang up on you all of a sudden are hanging up right inside gun range. Yeah. I've, I, last year ran into an, uh, a time where if I would have went one more tree, mm-hmm. I would have had a shot in that bird unless I miss, which I can, I'm very yeah. good at that, but, uh, he, I would have had him. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, it, I'll literally, like, I've caught myself, I'll sit down and then I'll be like, all right, I should go to that. This tree. is the spot, and then I'll be like, "I need to get one tree yeah. closer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and always, no matter, always, like, literally, like using my toenails and fingernails to crawl across <laughs> the leaves, you know, getting up there and and get to that, finally get to that next tree, you know. But it, I'm telling you, that's right there's killed a bunch of turkeys for me, and so I'll do that, and then here I'll grab a little uh, diaphragm call right here and kind of tell you what I'll do. Oh, we're getting alive. Mm-hmm. Live feed. This is, man. See, this is another first. This is two weeks in a row we get some firsts. <laughs> so, you know, he, if he's in the tree and I'm sitting there with him, and I mean, there's so many, I can't even tell you how many variables there would be to this, but if, you know, I hear hens with him, that's going to change things. If it's whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But let's just say you think it's just you and him. Okay. 
and he's up there in the tree. And so, I mean, you don't want to just like, all right, I sat down. Like, you don't want to just go nuts. Like, you 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 want, you, you want to ease things into here. Like, that you don't want to sound like the girl that you know is just wanting anybody. You want to be a little coy, a little shy with him, make him, you know, interested in you. And, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so I'll kind of. Just a little poppy poppy there. I don't think we're picking it up. You want to try to turn you up? There it is. Little, I mean, just, you, I mean, I want it to where, like, he thinks he might have hurt me. I don't want him knowing, like, oh, there's a hand. I want him to think, like, ooh, was that, was that a girl, you know, right there? <laughs> So you're not going for the slate. You're staying. You're going straight to the diaphragm. I do. I mean, I'll use all kind of calls, I usually go with the diaphragm right off the bat. I mean, that's that's what I've killed most of my turkeys with. And I I have a glass call that I use, but that's that's what I use at ten o'clock when I'm ridge to ridge looking prospect, and I'll on that thing. You know, it has that shrill. Oh, that shit carries you know, those glass and yeah, crystal calls. Yeah, what... that cadence is so high. I mean, it'll strike one. But anyway, that's what I'll kind of do with that. And then, you know, depending on how close I am, I really like to use a I carry a real turkey wing with me. And if I can, you know, so I'll do that little number. If he doesn't answer that, I'll try to pull one answer for him on on the limb. You know, I'll and he'll oh, hopefully he'll gobble at that. So if he answers that, I know, all right, he knows where I am. We're good. And we're then good. that's we're it, in. and you just shut up and let him. Yeah, we're, we're in the house. He knows where I am. I know where he is. <laughs> I'm in the bedroom. He's in the kitchen. You know, he knows where we are. <laughs> and and so if you keep calling to him, and that was when I was young, my favorite thing to do was to make turkeys gobble, you know, and I'd sit there and pop, 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 pop. I mean, he'll just go, you know, he's gobbling. You're loving it. And then at 10 o'clock in the morning, he's still sitting in the tree, and you're still sitting there, and you're like, what in the world's going on? I would and, have uh, to say that's probably number one rookie error. I mean, that's I was the same oh my way. Gosh. You out there, you finally learn how to use a call right. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I had so many turkeys sitting in that tree till 10 o'clock in the morning, and finally, and then when they do fly down, I saw them do it. I mean, they'll sit up there and gobble, and I'd be so close I could see him. And I mean, 10, 10 a.m., he's still in the tree goblin because he is now very suspicious. Yeah. Because he's like, all right, I can hear that hen over there, and I can pretty much see over there, and I don't see anything. And she hadn't come a step closer in three hours. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he'll pitch out silent as can be the exact opposite direction of you and get the heck out of there. Oh, yeah. He figured that deal out. But so I'll kind of do that and then. Let's say he pitches down over there where he is, and he gobbles a couple times on the ground. I'll take that real wing out of, you know, obviously if he can't see me, and I'll kind of, I'll, I'll hit it on my leg and fly down. A little fly down. Oh, yeah. yeah. We did, we did that I mean, last year, too, but we used a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the hat works just as good. I mean, you can even just beat your hand on a limb or whatever, you know. You can make it sound like a turkey fly down pretty easy, but do that number, and then I'll usually just kind of go into a routine of, like, I'm over here. I'm really content where I am. Like, I'm just so happy with where I am. There's food here, and I'm eating. And, you know, I'll kind of call to him a little bit, like, if you want to come join me, you can, but I'm I'm good here, you know. Yeah. I don't want to come to you, buddy. I'm happy. I got acorns right here, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, that way you kind of, like you said earlier, they – the hen's supposed to go to him. I'm kind of trying to say, like, well, I really like where I am. You should come over here. Yeah. And then you kill him because you can kind of just be around, scratching the leaves, do all kinds. I still you know, can't that little stuff. Call. You're making me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I do any of it, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes the best practice you can do and, you know, keep your sanity and keep those around you from hating you. Is in the truck the on the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I got all mine in the truck right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll just kind of do that number. And if, uh, 
if I can pull an answer, one answer from him on the limb, I'm done till he flies down, and then kind of take his temperature. If he's gobbling hard, I'll hit him a couple of times, get him to answer me three, four times, and then kill him. If he's just gobbling every now and then, and he answers me once on the ground, then we'll see what happens, you know. And don't want to be over pressure on him, but you just kind of got to read what kind of turkey you're dealing with. I actually heard this from, I think it was Ranella. I, I hate quoting him because he's a nerd, but he was actually talking to Joe Rogan, I think it was, when they were hunting in California, and he was talking about calling. He's like, you kind of want to call to them like you're talking to them. Like, if your wife sticks her head out the window into the backyard and you're out there and screams at you, you're not going to want to go in there. But if she's like, hey, honey, you know, like, that's kind of the way he yeah. described it. I was like, you know, that makes a lot of fucking sense, actually, if you think about it. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, you want to kind of, hey, come over here. Like, you kind of want to mentally yeah. put that into your you, somehow. I, there's, I, I don't know how to explain it until you actually, like, kind of do it. But, like, do that it. demeanor. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing, but, like, you know, you're a full-grown man, and, and your <laughs> goal is to try to become a female turkey. Yes. Like that. Yes. That's kind of weird, but that's what the goal is. And you, like, I try to just mentally be like, all right, if I was a hen sitting here, what would she be doing? Okay, there's some acorns next to me. I'd probably be eating on those, you know. I'll scratch around on that. But, you know, you, you literally are trying to be a turkey. Yeah. And talk to him like that. Be the hen. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that, all right, when you call, like when you yelp on your call, what is what are is like the best thing that can happen? He's going to answer you. He gobbles, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you in his mind when he gobbles? What do you think the best thing that can happen for him? You come to him. He hears a hint. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of people, it's yup yup yup. Come on. Silence. I mean, that's, he just answered you, and you just you know. He, you just asked him on a date. He said yes, and then you just said nothing back. And you closed the door. <laughs> yeah, and then you just you just hung the phone up. I mean, right there. I mean, how weird is that? That is, that is true for sure. So, what if you went yep yep yep, and he went cool, and you went pop 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 yep yep yep. You know, like, will you go on a date with me? Yes, I'd love to. All right, I might get in the sack with you after, like right after it. You know. <laughs> That right there is a lot better than hanging up on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, it I makes mean, sense. It, I, I think it makes perfect sense. It does. If you put it in human terms, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Kind of when I heard that, I was like, I mean, that was the first I heard that, you know, specific analogy, and I was like, Makes a lot of fucking sense, actually. You don't want to go to someone that's like screaming at the top of their lungs, you know, unless. Whatever, you're like on the top of the mountain, obviously you're calling as loud as you can to try to find something, but yeah. like, when he's 20 yards away, like. <laughs> yeah. He's right there and like, you're just, hey, nice to meet you! Come over here! Dominatrix or something, he's like, I'm getting out of here. This one's crazy. Some of them are into that. Yeah, 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 that's that's the two-year-old's coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the freaks <laughs> coming. He's like, I'm into it. I'm into this. <laughs> he got like two little curly pubes sticking out of his chest, like an inch long. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't care what she sounds like. I'm in. Well, I don't. I don't know how many times I've had that happen though. Where get one Jake come in and you think you see him, like just like at the edge of your vision. And then you look over, and then you think you see him again in a completely different spot, and then one will gobble completely behind you, and you're like, is that the same bird? And there's like four little bastards back there just like completely <laughs> wreaking havoc on you. I don't know how many times that has happened to me. I've called them in like that, and they come in like a little herd, and just like yeah. mind fuck you for an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess in their mind, they're probably like, you're slip in here pretty easy, or, you know, Big Tom might come whoop us. Yeah. Oh, I've got so that. I've gotten jumped by like three or four jakes more than I think I've gotten like completely fooled by, you know, big birds. Like at least where I hunt at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the jakes are kind of, they're like scared and they're, I don't know. I don't, you never know what the freaking jakes are doing, man. Those things, no. they're, 
when I don't know what happens between Jake years to Longbeard years, but there's traumatic stuff, and he, he gets really wise really quick. Because it, it is like unbelievable to me when you pull with a Jake, and you're like, okay, this thing is stupid. Like, yeah, these really are not smart birds. And then one. Fast forward one more spring, and this thing just whoops the soup out of you day in and day out for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happens in that time, but something something bad must happen to that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So other than your uh, spring, I guess, road trip, when, when is that finally ending? End of May? Then you're done yeah, May 31 will be, well, Michigan. Is uh, Memorial Day will be my last day that Monday. That's awesome. Up in Michigan, so that'll that'll be it. So I'll start March twentieth and finish it out May thirty one. Well, if you're getting any free time the first week of May and you're coming up through PA, come up to the uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just A&F, gonna, I'll yeah. be up there somewhere. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you have, you have any plans of coming up up here? Yeah, I always. That's my big week. That's my big vacation for the year. Yeah, well, you've heard my call now, so if you hear it on the next ridge over, just be like, hey, Jack, come on. Yeah, if you hear, like, you know, like the fat girl call, you'll know that's me. <laughs> hey, some of them are into that, too, so hey. it'll work for you. I play a drunk seven very well. Like when I am, I play it very well. That'll get him every time. You know, you want the one that's like kind of big but low self-esteem. You know, that, that's, that's, that's me. That's the... Oh Lord! Yeah, well, I haven't been Pennsylvania yet, but I'll be up there one of these years. Uh, I don't think it'll be in the cards this year, but it might be next year. Well, if you're planning on it, man, just let us know because gladly put you up up here, man, for sure. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to come hang out with you guys and record live. Yeah, I know yeah. he's a. Uh... Chucky was more excited about getting getting some turkey guys on here than he ended up having some plans. He's one of our other members, but our camp, his camp and my camp are like pretty close-ish together. Within, I think, 10 miles of each other, but we hunt the same okay. general vicinity up there. I mean, he got a freaking chonger last year in the snow up there. Mm-hmm. Absolute brute. That's awesome. In the snow. In the yeah. snow. It was, I think it was May... Because I think Senko de Mayo was on Thursday, May 5th. I think he got it on May 7th, and we got like three inches of snow overnight. Oh, there. yeah. It was yeah, insane. I was, I was hunting in Vermont that day, actually. It's probably even worse up there. there. Oh, my gosh. I, my fingers literally felt like they were splitting like a hot dog that's been in the microwave. Too oh, long. It, was like, it, it literally was brutal. I remember the but, Wednesday. I think, I think Wednesday. Whatever day Senko de Mayo was, because I remember we got coronas or something whatever the hell that day it was it was but, may 5th yeah then that night i remember it was like <laughs> it was like 70 70 degrees during the day and then i remember standing outside and it dropped to like almost i think like 30 and then by the time the sun came it was like 22 degrees out when i got my truck the next morning like it was absolutely yeah. insane yeah there's no need for that yeah. i'm about to get you i'm tired of this cold weather yeah it's like it was like 19 degrees this morning when we got up i think yeah, it's uh, like low 30s here. So a little better, but for y'all, that's probably a heat wave. But for here, it's oh, yeah. yeah. It was just 40 the other day, and I was sweating. <laughs> Out there it was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah. We're just about an hour here. I don't know if you want to uh, kind of give us the rundown of where we can find you at. I think, I think you have a podcast, too? Or were you yeah, just all so, on one? Yeah, we do a podcast called the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And that's basically just so I can do what we're doing right here and talk about turkeys more, which I always am down to do. But uh, so the Turkey Hunter Podcast, it's we have a website, theturkeyhunterpodcast.com, or you can listen to it on you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And then if you want to kind of keep up with my travels and see some pictures taken from an iPhone, I mean I'm no professional <laughs> photographer, but if you want to see some cheap iPhone photography of <laughs> turkeys, then the Gobfather forty nine is my Instagram handle. I'm still and jealous that you thought of that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, it's crazy. There's people, people are just nuts to me, but there's people literally like offended by that. Oh, they, go like, figure. They think I'm like being cocky about it, like that I'm the Godfather. I'm like, no, it's it's just a wordplay on like a popular movie, dude. Like, 
<laughs> to be fair, you, just... you've killed enough, I feel like, that you can brag a little bit and they can suck one, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, they can definitely suck one, but I mean, I'm not planning on bragging, but it's just like... I'm going to get you to brag before this episode, so we got like 30 that, more seconds, I'm going to get you to do it. <laughs> it's, never, it's never happened, I'm not doing it, but whatever, I mean, people are just nuts. But yeah, The Godfather 49... On Instagram, I, I'm on Facebook too, but everybody on Facebook's too angry, so I don't really do much there. Yeah, I just use that for the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the marketplace is the ticket. Yep. You can sell anything on there. Chucky's on the Chucky takes care of our Facebook. We sacrificed him to do that, so we'll we'll have him oh. promote you on there. <laughs> oh gosh, man, Facebook. I mean, you just like, man, what a beautiful day today. You'll get ten arguments out of that on mm-hmm. Facebook, and yeah. then you know, Instagram people are just like, oh, cool, cool photo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so much nicer, but that's it. That's that's what I'm up to. If you want, if anybody wants to check it out, do it. I don't have a YouTube series like everybody or anything like that, but I do post some iPhone photography. Well, for everybody listening, I hope you caught all that, wrote it down. But we will link it somewhere in the stuff when we post this. But as always. Thanks for checking us out. Like, subscribe, do all that happy shit. Go check out our boy Cameron, the gobfather himself. And uh, stay the course there, huh? Oh, yeah. Stay the course. (laughs) All right, brother. Thank you very much. All right, boys. Enjoyed it. Y'all have a good one.